0: we got 404 pounds of value out of the pass. So basically we saved almost 200 pounds each, which means like 400 pounds total, which is a crazy amount of money. London doesn't have to be expensive. You can find ways to cut some costs.
1: You're listening to Take Off to Travel, a weekly dive into the travels of your hosts, Colin and Olivia. We're going on a world trip for 13 months with just $25,000 each.
0: Each week, you'll hear our tales, tips, and tricks as we explore the world.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Take Off to Travel. I'm your host, Colin.
0: And I'm Olivia.
1: And today we are finishing London. We did the London Pass and a couple other things, but we're really going to focus on the London Pass this episode.
0: Yeah, we're really going to dive into each of the different things that we did. We'll tell you how much the pass said that they were worth. We'll tell you what we paid for the pass, how much value we got out of it. And overall, we'll just give you our review of all things London Pass. So, like I said, this is going to be like a nitty gritty episode. So if you're not really interested in hearing about the details of the London Pass, maybe this isn't the episode for you. But I figure we can go ahead and start by just running through a list of all of the different things that we did, given like a short description of each and then telling you what they would have cost if we hadn't had the pass. I'll go first. The very first thing that we did was to go up something called the Orbit, which is sort of like a huge sculpture that stands multiple stories tall outside of the London stadium. And it's kind of like a viewpoint more than anything else. They do also have a slide that you can take, but that's not included in the pass. And that one was valued at 30 pounds.
1: The next thing we tried to do was London Stadium, tour of the London the Stadium, but because it's the off-season for soccer, they weren't running tours because they were setting the stadium up for the different events that they host through the off-season.
0: We also went to a place called All-Star Lanes, which is bowling, and the pass included basically one game of bowling each, and that was worth nine pounds each.
1: And then we went to a chocolate martini bar. And so we each had a chocolate martini. Those usually would be priced at 10 pounds each.
0: We also got to go inside of St. Paul's, which probably most people have heard of, but it's a gigantic basilica in the heart of London, and that one is worth 20 pounds.
1: And then we got to walk around the inner workings of what I would think is the most iconic bridge in London called the Tower Bridge. It's the one with the two towers in the middle of the bridge and so we got to walk around there take a tour see how they built it all that kind of stuff and that was priced at 12 pound 50
0: that's the one that most people think is the london bridge but is actually called the tower bridge We also got to go inside the Tower of London, which I thought was going to be literally just a tower, but turns out it's an entire complex of all kinds of historical buildings. And one of them includes all of the royal jewels. So you get to see all the different crowns and scepters and different collections of things like that. You could easily spend a whole day at just that one attraction. And that was worth £29 each.
1: And then we went to Kensington Palace, which I believe is where... Princess Diana started to raise her children before she passed, and yeah, it was just so a, a quick walkthrough of of that palace, and you get to see all the history and all that stuff.
0: Wasn't that also the one with the dress exhibit?
1: Yeah, and there it also had an exhibit of all the outfits and dresses and all that stuff worn at the Met Gala back in I believe 2019 when it was the Gilded Age theme so it was a lot of it was focused on historical London I guess the the British Empire kind of that kind of monarchy kind of feel and so a lot of their their uh, dresses and outfits were on display in that palace that one was worth 25 pounds
0: we also visited the queen's gallery in buckingham palace which not to be confused with actually going inside buckingham palace it's a totally separate entrance where you really only get to see an art gallery and it's a selection of items that the evidently the queen selected before she passed and there was everything ranging from like different dresses from victorian era all the way to just different paintings and that one was worth 14 pounds
1: and then there was a movie theater included and it's not a traditional movie theater it was more like an artsy film kind of access to artsier films and that was priced at it would have been priced at 18 pounds
0: we also got to visit the zoo the london zoo which i don't really feel like i need to give a ton of explanation of but that was worth 23 pounds
1: we did twickenham stadium which is the rugby stadium the the home of english rugby got to go in to see all their facilities the locker room all that kind of stuff that was priced at 20 pounds per person
0: we also visited Kew gardens which is a royal botanic garden all outside it's absolutely enormous this is another one that i think you could easily spend several hours exploring there was a treetop walkway all kinds of rose gardens and indoor different um glass houses with different plants and that was worth 17 pounds.
1: Then we did Windsor Palace which I would say is one of the more popular palaces right now. It's actually where Queen Elizabeth II was just laid to rest so we we saw her burial spot and it was where she spent a lot of her adult life. So there were quite a few tourists in this area. I would not come to this palace if you're not okay with a bunch of tourists but it was really cool seeing all the history and stuff there too and that was priced at 30 pounds per person.
0: We also went to the Kia Oval and that was the home of English cricket or Surrey cricket you'd probably be better to talk about this one but basically we got to have a tour of the grounds which were very impressive and As someone who didn't know a lot about cricket, I still found it interesting. I got to see all the different important people lounges and go into the locker rooms. That was worth 20 pounds.
1: Next, we went to Westminster Abbey and walked through there. There was a wedding going on there at the time, so we didn't get to see all of it. But it was interesting being there when a wedding was happening because, you know, those people are pretty important. But we don't know who they were. There weren't any signs up and saying this person's getting married. It was priced at £27 per person.
0: One day we spent doing the hop-on, hop-off bus tour kind of in conjunction with a few of these other items where, again, you've probably heard of a hop-on, hop-off bus, but basically it stops at major sites in London and you can jump off the bus and go explore it and then catch the bus and it will take you to the next major site. And that was worth £34.
1: And then we did a Harry Potter walking tour which took us around a lot of what I would call the like the downtown area of London. It's the bank, the financial district, Millennium Bridge, like that area around St. Paul's. And that was priced at 12 pounds per person.
0: We also got to visit Shakespeare's Globe Theater, which turns out is not the actual original Globe Theater. It's the third version of the Globe Theater, but it's where they, strictly speaking, do Shakespeare's famous plays. And... It's considered to be as close as you could get to the original versions, which was really cool to see. And that was worth £25.
1: We also went to Hampton Court Palace, which is where the home of King Henry VIII was, as well as a couple other of the famous kings, King Charles the something, the second or the first or someone. But that was priced at £29 per person.
0: And the last thing that we did was a brewery tour of the Fuller's Brewery, which is a very popular company here in London. And that basically took us behind the scenes. We got to see how the beer was made, which was really interesting because I honestly didn't know very much prior to that. And at the very end of the tour, we got to have basically 30 minutes of unlimited drinking of their various different beers. And that was priced at 25 pounds.
1: Yeah, so that was an extensive list of what we did on the London Pass. I know that was a lot, and you might have to listen to that multiple times to actually hear all of the things that we did, because I know that wasn't necessarily the most entertaining eight, nine minutes of the podcast. But to kind of dive into a couple of them, how about we do maybe your favorite three, if you want to list your favorite three, Olivia? Sure.
0: Sure. The three that stood out most to me were the zoo, the Kew Gardens, and Windsor Palace. And I'll just dive into a little bit about why I liked each of them. Windsor Palace, kind of like you already said, is very timely at the moment because Queen Elizabeth II was just recently buried there, and they actually had a little passageway where you could file through and pay your respects. So the chapel was very impressive because of all of the famous people that had been buried there. and Obviously, we also gotten to go into Windsor Palace itself and visit some of the historic apartments. But I really enjoyed that one just because that's something that I've heard a lot about. And as we recently watching The Crown, it's come up quite a bit there as well. So it was was cool to actually go in. Uh, As for Kew Gardens, that was just beautiful. I mean, we went on the perfect day. It was a bit hot, but the grounds are just absolutely magnificent. There's all kinds of flowers and different types of greenery and honestly I felt like we really could have spent a whole day there just exploring and taking all in the scenery and then last I'll say was the zoo which might sound silly but it was just fun to kind of go explore a zoo that was well maintained and it had lots of cool different animals and we went on a weekday so it was pretty quiet but I overall just really enjoyed seeing all the different animals and had a good time walking around what about you what were your top three
1: I think you're going to roll your eyes. I would say my top three were Twickenham Stadium, the Kia Oval, and the Brewery Tour. And if you know me, that is right on brand with what I probably would pick. I had a great time doing all of the historical like palaces and stuff. But it was nice to have some more modern things snuck in to the tour. Or not the tour, but the London Pass. So, as I said, Twickenham is the home of English rugby. I don't know any positions in rugby. I, I barely know the rules. But it was very interesting seeing a modern stadium for a sport I, you know, haven't really watched. The Kia Oval, Olivia kind of went into it, but the Kia Oval is the cricket ground for the county team, the Surrey County Cricket Club, SCCC, yeah, and that is, I believe, the highest tier of cricket under international cricket, in terms of, like, if you were going to play for (laughs) London or in London, that was a much older stadium, so how modern and cool Twickenham Stadium was, the Kia Oval was very historic and very much doused in tradition and history so that was really cool to see while also being modern and new because there were like the stands and like the the public what the public can see was fancy and, and modern and new but there were different bars and lounges areas that were very historic too and then the brewery tour I had an idea of how beer was made but I've never actually seen beer be made so that was cool so I enjoyed that and you know tasting the beer afterwards was nice
0: was there anything for you that we did that kind of stands out in your mind? as something you're like, you know what? Like, I could have
1: skipped that. I think it was Kensington Palace. Kensington Palace had the all of the dresses and outfits from the Met Gala from whatever year that was. And that was the majority of the tour through Kensington Palace. And it just made me so angry that we, we went there expecting to see, you know, maybe like how william and harry grew up or anything about princess diana other than a statue on the outside of princess diana you know like where were their rooms where were like that kind of stuff and we didn't we didn't get much of that at all it would have been cool seeing pictures of like their childhood and stuff but no it was like oh there's Katy perry's dress from the met gala oh there's beyonce's dress don't get me wrong they're beautiful dresses but that's not why we went to Kensington Palace.
0: Right. And there were also dresses there that weren't even from that Gilded Age.
1: Yeah, it was just a a, a catwalk dress.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I don't... I think there's a place for that. I think that's an exhibit that people would be interested in. Yeah. But not in Kensington Palace. Like, pick a different venue.
1: I just we wish we would have known. I'm sure there was information somewhere, like, this is what the tour is going to look like. But to kind of get into, like, the problems with the London Pass... There wasn't a lot of information about what exactly you were going to see at each place. So there could be like a traveling event like the Met Gala thing instead of what the usual tour is. And you just wouldn't know until you showed up. Yeah. Unless you'd like more research than we did.
0: Yeah. I have two that stand out. I mean, they're not things that I'm like, man, I wish we hadn't gone. But they're things that in retrospect, if we had gone to, I wouldn't have been heartbroken. One was the bowling, and one was the Queen's Gallery, and I had a good time bowling. I actually even beat you, but I just felt like for what we got, which we were supposed to pay five pounds each to go bowling, but the lady at the front desk kindly let us go in for free, we got 20 minutes total of bowling. Like We felt like we were rushed. Or at least I kind of felt like I was rushed to get through the frames because instead of paying for the game and just taking however long a game takes we got exactly 20 minutes and anything beyond that we would have had to pay the full price which was that 10 pounds per person and so I just kind of felt like that particular one with it not being close to what else we were doing that day and for how fast we were in and out of there I could have skipped. And then secondly the Queen's Gallery was cool. Like I, I enjoyed what I saw, but the fact that it's normally a paid exhibit kind of surprised me given that there's so many other museums in London that are free that are much better in my opinion. Like the Queen's Gallery had maybe three or four rooms total and I got through the entire thing on the guided audio tour in less than a half hour. Whereas the National Gallery is this huge building that has like so many paintings and stuff and that's completely free so for them to be charging 14 pounds per person to enter that is just a little crazy
1: before we get into the issues with the london pass would you recommend doing the london pass
0: yes because of the value that we got i don't remember if we've said this yet and i'm going to give you some numbers here basically the 10 day pass that we bought was 209 pounds each we got four hundred and four pounds of value out of the pass. So basically, we saved almost two hundred pounds each, which means like four hundred pounds total, which is a crazy amount of money if you think about it. Like we basically saved almost a hundred percent of our value.
1: Mm-hmm. That that's they paid value. for itself twice.
0: Yeah, that's wild. So. I mean, I definitely think that we got our money's worth out of it, and I think that it pushed us to see some things that maybe we wouldn't have otherwise been drawn to, but there definitely were some some quirks that I wish that we had known about ahead of time.
1: Yeah, I agree. I would also recommend it for the time period we did, or just a little bit shorter. If you were going to come to London and try to hit, like, for two or three days i'm not sure that the london pass is worth it given the amount of money it would cost for those two or three days it would be hectic trying to hit all of the things
0: i think you would have to see like at least three items a day if you did a smaller amount of days for it to be worth the price that you pay
1: i mean we we did three three things a day
0: but there were days that we did like one thing maybe two things and i didn't feel guilty about it whereas if we had bought the pass for three days and we spent a day and did only one thing, we would not have got as much of value out of it.
1: Yeah. So issues with the London pass, I think there are three main issues we have with it. Some of the the tours that we wanted to do, like a lot of the stadium tours, we had kind of planned on going to seven stadiums through with the pass. And they, were, they all showed as being available on the London Pass, but if you did more digging, and we got burned the first two days and had to sit down and figure it out, because we actually went to the stadiums and found out, oh, hey, we're actually not doing tours, you had to do quite a bit of digging on the team's website to find out they're not doing tours right now. So, the London Pass isn't always up to date with what's actually available, so that was very frustrating, we had some places cancel on us not not because of the london pass but just things we planned on doing and had well just planned for they they canceled on us
0: i'm talking specifically about the shard here because that's also something that i just found really frustrating obviously i get that places have closures as they need to but basically we got an email from the shard I think a day, maybe two days, before our reservation saying that all reservations for the next eight weeks were going to be cancelled. And that was one of the things that I was most excited about because it it was also worth like over 40 pounds each, which is just a crazy amount of money. And I don't know, I just, they're evidently not even doing the shard access after, I think it's like, June 30th or something and I was just frustrated because if I had been someone who like that was the main thing they wanted to do and then it got canceled and you can't even rebook it you're just kind of
1: out of luck yeah it was the last chance for people who have the London Pass to get into the shard with the London Pass and they because of maintenance or something had to cancel the shard but that was frustrating that's not necessarily the London Pass's fault but it it happened during the London pass experience for us. So that's on there. And then what, what was the, what would you say the last one was?
0: There was some things that were listed as activities included with the pass that I think were a little bit deceptive because they're always free. For example, they had the Science Museum and the National History Museum listed on the app as being London pass activities, but both of those museums are free. And so right. I think you could maybe get like a little bit of bonus value, like you get like a free guidebook or something.
1: The deal with those where you got discounts on the shops when you got there, something may be listed on the London Pass app as being available or, hey, you get this with the London Pass, but that's not necessarily the case. You have to do a little bit more digging to see, am I actually getting in with this or am I getting a free audio guide or am I getting a... F- a discount to the whatever shop is at this place so that was a little frustrating too
0: yeah i honestly feel if we had known everything up front about everything that was going to be closed about the different things that were included i think i would have pushed for us to do a seven day pass instead of a 10 day pass just because there were so many days that we were planning on doing stadiums that we ended up having to totally shuffle our plans. And I think we still did fun things, but I didn't. don't think we needed to pay that extra amount of money for basically the three extra
1: days. Yeah. One more thing. I know we didn't write this down, but that map on the app itself is awful. They They need to work on the map that shows the locations of everything. You know, it works in that aspect. It shows where the location is but there are just certain functionality things that they could improve on and i'll just i'll leave it at that yeah
0: it's not terribly user friendly but overall i mean we got amazing value out of it we saw things that we probably wouldn't have seen otherwise and i also felt like if we had had to pay i don't know i forget exactly what westminster was 27 24
1: 27
0: pounds per person to get in. I would have thought about it a lot more than I did. Whereas because it was included in the past and at that point we had already gotten our full value, I felt totally fine about going in. It's like it was just an easy decision. It made it easy to see things. It made it easy to explore in a way that we wouldn't have been able to otherwise.
1: After all that said, I stand by what we said. I would still absolutely recommend the London Pass. If you're here for 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 days, I definitely think the value gets better the longer you have the pass for. So definitely recommend the London Pass. So you may be happy, you may be sad, but that's the end of the London Pass talk. Not sure if you guys enjoyed that or not, but diving a little bit deeper into... Something that took uh, about 30% of our time here, so we wanted to dive deep into it. Since the London Pass has ended, it's been six, seven days. It's our last seven days here, What, what have we done to finish out our time?
0: Well, don't worry, we did not sit around, because we don't do that. We have done kind of a variety of different things. Yesterday, we went on what we called a Museum Day, which as I mentioned before, almost all of the museums in London are free. And so we went to the National Gallery and Natural History Museum, both of which I thought were very interesting and cool the national history was what i thought that the science museum was going to be it had like the skeletons of all of the different animals it had information about evolution and space and volcanoes and all kinds of things but i found it very interesting what'd you make of the natural history museum
1: yeah i enjoyed it there were a lot of kids there that day we caught you know, it's summertime. the The schools in London are just finishing up, so they're doing a lot of field trip kind of stuff. So there there were a lot of people there. Um, sometimes it was hard to get through some of the exhibits, but there were things that I've heard about in science classes, like like Lucy, who you said is the oldest found link to evolution like towards human beings the skeleton is named nicknamed lucy and that was there and so like different stuff that you've heard growing up about in science class it was it was cool to see
0: we also went to as i mentioned the national gallery which if you remember us talking about art museums in other episodes it reminded me a lot of madrid's prado museum just in that it was absolutely massive it was one of those places that really almost felt like a maze, like you'd turn in one corner and then it would branch into another three and then that three would branch into another three and I definitely felt like you could easily get lost in there. In fact, I kind of feel like I did get lost in there, but they had some really notable artwork.
1: Pick a famous painter and they had at least one one from them.
0: Yeah. We got to see Van Gogh's Sunflowers, which I really appreciated and there was a huge Monet area and Monet is favorite painter and so... I really enjoyed visiting that gallery, especially because it was free.
1: So we met up with some people that we've met online who we have been interacting with on Instagram for a while. So we met up with him and his partner, and we went to see the Sky Garden, which is in the walkie-talkie building. It's a, it's a huge skyscraper that looks like a walkie-talkie, and at the very top there is a cafe, restaurant green space that overlooks the city so you can go and kind of stand on a balcony but yeah glass balcony and you're able to see look down and see London which was cool
0: it felt like a substitute shard for me because it was up pretty high I think we were on the 35th floor and we could actually see the shard from that building which was kind of funny because it was like the day after we were supposed to go there I thought it was cool it was free which I think is a large part of why we went there You did have to make a reservation online. I know he did that. And so pro tip, if you want to go, just make sure you look ahead of time and do that. It was worth it, though. I I enjoyed the view. Wouldn't say it's a top 10 must do in London, but it was cool.
1: Yeah, and it's especially if you have an hour to kill and you have enough forethought to reserve it, it's free. And it's a a great view of London. So we met up with them and then we went on a pub crawl, I would say. It's the only way to describe it. And then all of a sudden, it was eight hours later, and we were stumbling home. So we had a great time that night. Great time meeting. We had a great time meeting Luke and Kaylee, and definitely a unique experience for at least for me on this trip. I think for you too. And it didn't turn out to be awkward or anything like that. So it was nice. We also went to the theater, and we saw Wicked. It was my first time seeing Wicked. It was your second time. You saw it in the States. What What did you think?
0: Well, like you said, I'd already seen it once, but I saw it when I was maybe like 9 or 10, I would say. And as an adult, I can tell you that I caught many more of the jokes, and I caught much more of the plot, because last time I remember really loving the songs and the costumes. And this time I'll say that they were still good, but I also appreciated what was going on, because I understood a lot more. But... I don't know it's fun it's it's a I always think it's a good time to see a show and West End in London is known for having spectacular shows our tickets were relatively affordable they were 25 pounds each which I would say is pretty amazing and we got we were pretty far up but we were very much in the center we were
1: very much up
0: they had little binoculars that you could rent at your seat if you wanted to look at the people up close what did you think of Wicked I want your honest review
1: I liked it. It was, it was a lot goofier than I expected. The jokes were funny. It was a good story. I, I mean, I enjoyed it.
0: We also went to Platform 9 and 3 quarters in King's Cross, which is something that was on my list since I am a Harry Potter fan. And here's my honest review. It was cool. I was happy that I got my photo in front of the wall, but that line to get up to taking my photo by that wall Just was an hour and a half. horrible. Like it wasn't even that long of a line, but it just, it was an hour and a half of my life that I'm never going to get back. <laughs> and I found it really frustrating to watch the people because it's just, it felt like person after person really was not prepared to take their photo and it took much longer to get through the line than it should have. But I mean, I was glad I went. It was cool to see the staff in the shop and now I have a photo of me at Platform Nine and Three-Quarters. Just wish that there hadn't
1: been a line. And then today we went to a high tea, which was fun. We had our our teas and little scones and um, pastries and sandwiches and stuff.
0: It was an affordable high tea. We bought it through Groupon. It only cost us 21 pounds total, which I think is a good value. But recently I've been burned by Groupon. So I would say just be careful. Read the fine print of what you book.
1: Okay, so... Like, like I said before, this is our last day of London. What's your overall review of the last month?
0: London has felt like a break from having to think really hard all the time, which I have appreciated, specifically because of the language, I think. It's not that it's something that takes a lot of thinking, but when you don't speak the language, there's just things that you miss that would make life a lot easier, like if there's an announcement over a loudspeaker, you know what they're saying. And I've just appreciated being able to explore all of these like historic things that I've always heard of and wanted to see, and being able to do it in a relatively seamless way because we can get around easily, we can ask questions, we can hear announcements, we can read guides and all of the information in the museums. and. For me, it's been really nice to get to combine both of those.
1: Yeah, I had a great time in London. I I mean, you guys have heard all the stuff we've done, in, at least in the last 10 days. But yeah, there was something every day that we did that I enjoyed. I um, had a great time. It just, for me, and I, I, I may have said this before on the podcast, may have not, but I, I just didn't really feel like I was traveling here. Too similar of a culture, I guess. For me, it's even though we did something great every day, and I, I stand by what I'm saying, I, I genuinely had fun every day we were here. I just don't think I'd put it high on my list because it just wasn't different enough. So the same reason you loved it is the reason I don't think I enjoyed it as much.
0: I just think it was a good break because we're right in the middle of our trip right now. And we're not going to be another place where it's an English-speaking country until we go home. And so having it here is just like a little breather where it's like we still get to experience a culture that's not our exact culture. But we get to go back to being a bit challenged more regularly because like Albania and beyond are definitely going to be a little bit more tricky to figure out. I will also add, and this is sort of like a side topic and you can add in your thoughts as relevant but I was really scared of how expensive London was going to be because you hear all these horror stories about like you breathe in London and that's 20 pounds and I'm not gonna say that London is not expensive because you could very very easily go through so much money just between accommodations and getting around and food and everything in between but I do think that I'm realizing that it it's possible to do London on a budget like ours if you're smart about it.
1: There were definitely ways to to save money, making lunches and taking them with you, the different meal deals from the places, not, you know, going to the trendy restaurants, but you know going to the kebab place around the corner or like d- different stuff like that. There there're definitely ways to save money and we ended up well within our budget which was great
0: yeah i really felt like eating out the occasional lunch was perfect for us because we saved enough on the days that we brought our little sandwich and fruit and stuff that we were able to eat at a restaurant later that week and not feel bad about it And that was something that I was really concerned about. There's also so much free stuff to do here between the museums and the parks and just like walking around. And there's even like the free walking tour that's just you tip at the end that I just wanted to say that London doesn't have to be expensive. You can find ways to cut some costs.
1: We talked about it at tea today, but expectations for Albania. What are you looking forward to? What do you what do you expect?
0: I'm expecting the same level of culture shock that we had when we got to Thailand, truthfully. Because Albania, as most of our listeners probably know, was governed by a communist government until the 90s. And I think only now are they sort of re-entering the modern world. And so they're still quite a bit behind in some things i just expect the unexpected i think the grocery store situation is going to be very different i think the language is going to be a challenge but i also think that the beach is going to be incredible i've heard amazing things about the beaches in albania and i'm also excited to try all of the different foods and try to figure out what all the menus say
1: i think the the thing i'm most excited for is the beach And I think what you said about the culture and and just the language, I think you're right. I think what I'm I'm expecting to be a little lost at first, but I'm also excited to learn how to navigate that. So expect quite a bit of confusion maybe in the first podcast that's complaining about certain things. But like I said, I'm very excited to learn how to navigate all of, I guess, our life in Albania for the next month.
0: Well, I hope this episode was interesting we kind of bounced around a bit but I think we talked about some important stuff so I guess I'll just go ahead and close by saying thank you so much for listening and we will catch you when we're in Albania